ball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Well, I don't want to speak for everyone else in this studio and on this crew today, but I have to say that I'm so excited for this episode of Nosebleeds to bring all the listeners this episode of the Nosebleeds podcast at this time of year, too, with all this going on. The Diamondbacks are in the World Series. Texas Rangers are in the World Series. Who saw that coming at the start of October? But this is going to be a really fun episode. We have a lot of fun things to talk about. I'm Brian Rabax. The people with me today are Will Talent and Maddie Bimonte. Lou Orlando is in the back producing for us as well. So guys, this is going to be a lot of fun, and this is an episode where we can get into a lot of good stuff. Again, who saw the Diamondbacks in the World Series at all? So we can kind of go into a state of shock about that, but I'm very excited for this episode. Possibly the most excited I've ever been for an episode of Nosebleeds, especially with the crew we have here. That's a lot of hype. A lot of hype. Yeah, not, not to overstate it, but... This guy was up at 1.45 in the morning saying, oh, I'm gonna, I, was. I got takes about Zach Gallen to get off, baby! Yeah. I, got so, a, I got a couple They're going to get off yeah. today, but... Yeah, who would have thought this? Two years ago, these teams were 100 lost teams. I mean, that's just... Oh, like 100 plus as well. They were bottom of the barrel. The Diamondbacks got Drew Jones. I don't even know who the, who the uh, Rangers took. Was it Jack Leiter, maybe? Oh, it was Jack Leiter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. So and they still had a high draft pick this year and the year before. So it's pretty crazy to see these teams in the World Series, not your traditional matchup. But I love it. A lot of people are giving a lot of hate before it even happens. And it's yeah. just like I, I don't really care that Diamondbacks won eighty four games. I think that's really cool that they were yeah. like really, really bad in the middle of August and then they played the Yankees and everything started turning <laughs> on again for them and they made the playoffs and now they're in the World Series. I, I think this is gonna be a very exciting World Series. Stop the hate. These were two teams that were so bad, and now they're finally good again. We complain every year that we hate seeing like the Dodgers and the Astros in the World Series, and now we have somebody different, and people are like, well, I didn't ah. want that. I didn't want this. Like, ah, this wasn't my thing. Just be happy for once. Like, like the Mets went out so early, like gone for a while, so I had nobody to root for at this point. Uh, so at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this World Series as much as I can because the playoffs have been pretty good. Like, from they've like, fun. they've been pretty fun to watch. Like, there's been some great storylines out of this, and, you know, we're going to break it down today. Both LCS were fantastic, both going seven games. That was awesome. I mean, you talk about hating on the World Series. You know, people who are really hating on the World Series, the executives at Fox. Oh, my goodness. You get the Dodgers in the playoffs, the Braves, Phillies, Astros, yada, 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 and the World Series is. Rangers Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's got it's got to hurt a little bit. Yeah, it's not it's not drawing a big rating. Not not for these casual viewers, especially the Diamondbacks. Like, what big star do the Diamondbacks have? Well, I'll say this: I think for as a baseball f- fan, the, you, this series you're not going to get those like big time viewerships because of the teams, right? But Evan Longoria is on the Diamondbacks. He, he is. is like my reason why I would love to see the Diamondbacks win. When I first started watching baseball, he was a rookie. That was the first season of baseball I think I ever watched. And that was the last time he was in the World Series. Wow. So uh, I just think it would be really cool to watch him 
Went. He's yeah. old now. It's 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 cool. There's storylines on both sides of the ball here. Jordan Montgomery, uh, former Yankee, takes down the Astros. Now he's in the World Series. Not to slander the Yankees, but it's just a fun <clears throat> storyline. There's a lot going on with this World Series. And like Corbin Carroll, like NL MVP, like a I'm sorry, Rookie of the Year. Like so, my bad guys. He'll I was get thinking, votes. He'll, yeah, get votes. he'll get votes. But you get to see like young talented players playing in this World Series. It's not like nobody's playing. And you know, for ratings. At the end of the day, like people are going to tune in because like nothing will be like more interesting than it. I think it's going to go to seven games, not to like start jumping to our predictions, but like I think it's going to be a long series, and so I think people like are going to be able to see things and and I think like watching all of these players so far, it's been good because these teams were not predicted to be like superstar teams this year that so it's like more fun to root for dare i say underdog teams rather than come out and root for the astros or like the dodgers for a chance well we've harped a lot on the diamondbacks to start so let's get into them first before we dive into the diamondbacks we need to address the elephant in the room ben oppenheimer really really nice job with these diamondbacks oh, benjamin dude. i mean he was going against the world, even starting back to the NLDS where they sweep the Dodgers, and mm-hmm. he predicts that, gets clowned for it, ends up being 100% right, and then he does it again. So naturally, when the Phillies go down or go up 2 nothing on the Diamondbacks with the two games at the bank, and you see that happen, naturally, one would say, oh, the Phillies are just going to roll these guys. It's, yep. it's over. Ben goes on Twitter and says after game two, you know what? Diamondbacks in seven. And then I made the really smart and conscious decision to say, no, Ben, that's actually not going to happen. And then it ended up happening verbatim, and I had to kind of just it's been take, a rough week. Take, mm-hmm. take my losses it's from been a there. rough week for Bry. Yep, I, I thought the Phillies had it. I, I really did, but Didn't we I, sh- I shouldn't have slept on these Diamondbacks, man. They are really talented, gritty, and... They took both games in Philly, game six and seven. Yeah. Crazy. So just to start, how did the Diamondbacks do it? How did we get here to where an 84-win team that seemed dead in August is now in the World Series? And it's crazy to think about because I, I like you, also had the Phillies winning. And I would go so far as to say back in 2017 I predicted the Phillies to. Yeah, tell, to, tell, tell, tell this story. So I was scrolling through my notes app the other day, and, and I was all the way back in 2017, and I, I came across a note, nothing on the page except the header, Phillies to win 2023 World Series. And I was like, wow, that's really funny. Like seeing this, uh, what did we see? Like game six or like right before game we seven? Saw it very recently. Very recently. And so I was like, okay, great. Game seven, everything's riding here. I can be the biggest psychic in the world if I can predict this. I was like going to buy a lottery ticket had this gone through. And of course, we see how it goes. The Phillies, just after being red hot for so long, can't do anything like it, like just everybody goes down your top players can't hit Harper's not hitting in that clutch moment uh Trey Turner was not hitting Castellanos would just garbage the entire series so they really had no hitting and in this case the Diamondbacks have just been steamrolling it because they're able to get hits early and at that point they don't need to worry about their bullpen as much because you know it's it's really like crazy to watch it happen because the thing about the we were talking earlier before the show about the bullpen and I found this that in August their bullpen was the fifth worst in the league and now we're looking at it 
their ERA across 12 postseason games is 294. Like, to me, the, the change in the ability to hit protecting their bullpen has been really essential. And the Phillies, who usually are power hitters and can slug, have just fell completely flat. And that's kind of how it was. They had no, the bullpen had no competition to deal with, really. And, and so at that point, the Diamondbacks just take this one, and it's just kind of like a easy look at it at well, that point. I mean, listen, you talk about the bullpen. I mean, you have to then go back to the trade for Paul Seawald at the mm-hmm. deadline. I mean, how huge was that? You know, a bullpen that's struggling. Now the Diamondbacks, they bring in a legit closer and a closer who's thrived in the playoffs. I mean, you just look at him pitch. He's just kind of an anomaly in this day where he's throwing 92, 93 mile an hour fastballs and he's just blowing them by people. Like I remember Trey Turner just not being able to catch up to it when he was facing him in the desert. So Paul Stewart's made a huge mm-hmm. difference and just having that closer has been huge, especially against two offenses like the Dodgers and the Phillies who have just been dominant. They just can't hit. They just can't hit the bullpen. No? Seawald has been a great addition excellent trade deadline acquisition, but there's a couple things that make him unique. His fastball obviously doesn't have that life on it. However, his arm slot, though, he comes in at like this two o'clock, three o'clock arm slot, more like two o'clock. And that ball has some serious spin on it. His RPMs are like over 2,500, which is unbelievable. That's going to make a 92 miles an hour fastball look like 97. That's like why Nestor Cortez is as good as he is, because his arm slot allows him to get more... um, RPMs on his pitches. So when he's pitching, his 92 looks like 97, 98. Andrew McCutcheon actually said that. So Seawald, it's the same deal, just from the right side. Their bullpen, I'm going to say it still, it just, it it doesn't look great, but they're playing well right now. So you can't, you can't doubt it. I, if you would have said to me, yeah, the Diamondbacks bullpen is going to be what's going to help them really get to the World Series. I mean, I'd be like, okay. And they really have. This bullpen has really locked it down for them. Their pitching has been shaky all year long. And that is also another reason why they won this series. They just out-situational baseballed the Phillies, in my opinion. They got punched in the mouth after Game 2. 10 nothing on the road. Come back and win 2-1 in Game 3. That Game 4 was unbelievable. Awesome. Unbelievable. Three runs in the eighth inning. They win 6-5. They lose game five, but game game six and seven, they go to Philly and take down the Phillies. Large part, as you were saying, Matty, Nick Castellanos, he just didn't show up. He had one hit. It was a home run. That was it. See you later. Oh, for He's 22 in to Cabo. The series. Yeah. Bryce Harper as well. I'm not going to put a lot of blame on Bryce Harper, though. He Castellanos, I mean, yeah, Castellanos, he did nothing in this series. The postseason, he was fine, but Harper... You know, there's only so much one person can do. He helped them in so many different ways this year, last year. But as the leader, I like that he shouldered it on himself. He he, really did. You know, I I, I really admire that. He he didn't have to do that, but he loves the city. He he really does. He loves these fans. He wants to perform and win for these fans. Well, and one, one more thing about the bullpen, too, is like when you look like you're talking about the people in the bullpen. And you look at guys like Ginkle, who was a 22nd round draft pick. He's been with the organization for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was demoted to AAA in June. And now he's back going to pitch in the World Series in the bullpen. It's just like they've picked this ragtag group that's really worked well for them. And and just with the Phillies, they just completely fell apart. I mean, like, I, I just feel like looking at this team... Um, 
they get people on base in the clutch moments and then they for some reason just can't get they just can't finish the deal they couldn't finish it in game seven they had opportunities and of course every single time the you would see guys like Corbin Carroll come up deliver a clutch hit and then they would just continue to roll um and so it's like they don't even rely the Diamondbacks don't even rely too too heavily on their start like they lost both of Zach Gallen's starts so at the end of the day even some of their starting like pitchers it it doesn't even matter for them they're just able to continue to hit oh Brandon I mean starting pitchers I have to highlight Brandon Fa I mean you look at his regular season 5.72 ERA in 18 starts so naturally when you're an offense like the Phillies or the Dodgers and you're looking at him starting you're saying yes we get to face this young 25-year-old who has an ERA near six in the regular season, and he just shuts both teams down. Game three to clinch against the Dodgers, throws a sh- 4.1 shutout innings, then five and two-thirds shutty in a crucial game three in the desert, and then he does enough in game seven, and he's a 1.29 ERA in three starts against the Dodgers and the Phillies in the postseason. This is what October is about, yeah. Brian. It, 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 Come on. I, I keep tweeting that baseball just doesn't make any sense, and we can get into it a little bit in the Rangers series too with Christian Javier falling apart in that Game 7. But there's the unsung heroes, and then there's the people that you expect to deliver on this team. So we've talked about Corbin Carroll. I mean, his speed is just ridiculous. And I would say the happiest pr- player I'm – the player I'm most happy for on this roster would have to be Cattell Marte. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he, having a great postseason. Yeah. Great postseason, and he's been on some really, really bad Diamondbacks teams too. So to see him break a record for having a 16-game hit streak in his first 16 postseason games, new MLB record, and then he won NLCS MVP by slashing 387, 406, and 581 with the crucial walk-off in Game 3. So there's talent on this Diamondbacks team. Listen. Yeah. They, the talent was there, and they were pretty good for the first four months of the season. Then they had a dreadful August and didn't really make it much better in September, but still found their way into the playoffs. And this team is just the prime example of it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. You just have to get in. Mm-hmm. And if you get hot at the right time, you can make a run. And that's what Arizona and the Snakes, that's what they've done. Man, they yeah. did that all year, too. There were a few times during the course of the year where they just went on some tears. They would go on some tears, and then there were times where they went really cold. You're noting, Brian, in August, that was really a pivotal point. Remember, we hopped on nosebleeds a lot, Maddie, and we were very uncertain about what was going to happen, mm-hmm. especially back in May. We were talking about how great they were then. Hit a little bit of a rut then in August, and it was just all panic, pretty much. And they never, they never panicked, though. They kept going. They kept um, steering their ship the way that they know how to do that. And a lot of that, I think, is on the shoulders of Tori Lovello. I think he's an excellent manager. He, this is the kind of guy that's been with this group through the worst of it and is now helping this group win. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Brandon Hyde kind of sticking through a rebuild, and now he's with a really – the team that he has helped put on the field and manage – and now they're winning. It's really, really cool to see. So shout out to Tori Lovello. Good work over there. And another thing with the Diamondbacks, too, very scary, um, h- how young they are. Yeah. yeah. They are a year behind the Orioles, in my opinion, but now are like a year ahead because mm-hmm. they're in the World Series. They have Jordan Lawler on this roster. Um, I mentioned it before, Drew Jones isn't hasn't even sniffed 
anywhere near Major League Baseball yet. So they still have talent down there that they're prepping to add to this roster. And like Gabriel Moreno, Corbin Carroll, they're just surrounded with young guys. It's it's incredible to watch. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see what is going on with this Diamondbacks team, not just with this World Series, but moving forward because there's just so many names that I think we're going to see a lot about for years to come. So- right. And one last thing I'll say is I would like to offer another apology for like the third mm. straight time I've done this. Sorry to the Diamondbacks for counting you out. Uh, nothing personal. Just hate you your stadium. Never have hated the them seats. Out. Hated the seats in that stadium. Yeah, the funniest thing about the notes app thing was that you were at a Diamondbacks at a game that night <laughs> and had the worst seats imaginable. And then I was like, you know, I was like, you know what, the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I don't, I can't describe how my mind works, but it worked in a way, kind of, kind of, You're almost. Close. I was close, uh, but yeah, sorry, Diamondbacks, didn't mean to keep counting you out. Uh, at least you're gonna make this World Series interesting at the end of the day. Well, I might have to apologize to Diamondbacks in a second because I've got my objective. Diamondbacks are a crazy story; they're in the World Series. I'm about to spew off a take. Okay. Oh man, I think the Diamondbacks. I don't know, just the way that they've been acting after clinching. The vibes I'm getting is that they might be the least likable Cinderella team ever. Wow. Listen listen yeah. to me. So the flag planning after That was crazy. Going that, that was wild. Why? That was like crazy. there was no beef between the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. I can see if it's a Rangers Astro situation and we're gonna move on to them in a second, but the Phillies didn't do anything and then the thing that angered me more was this Zach Gallon tweet from yesterday where First of all, he's beefing with a Phillies fan on Twitter, so he's clearly he's talking to fans, so that kind of shows where his priorities are and how much he can handle Twitter nonsense. And then he chirps back at this Phillies fan with, oh, get tickets to your next game, and he shows 2024 spring training tickets. And it's like, dude, be quiet. You got shelled in games one and five of the series. You got shelled. And the Phillies fan who chirped you, who said that you were bad in the two games you pissed, he was right. He was right. So, you know what? You can keep talking with your 7-3-6 ERA in this series. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you face the Rangers in Game 1 because you are the Game 1 starter, and I hope you give up six runs. I saw that tweet last night, and I actually thought it was fake because of the baseball. Yeah. Oh, no, it's real. <laughs> yeah, I it's know. Real. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I, I realized it was real. <laughs> the baseball muse. PFP, I didn't think that was real at all. <laughs> I will say, though, and I'll play devil's advocate for this for a second. I kind of agree with you, but... Don't you think it's a little interesting that it's a Cinderella team being like less humble and less like because usually the Cinderella teams are like we're so happy to be here we're so excited and these and this team is just like no like we deserve to be here all this stuff like we're gonna like bash your team your franchise like they're trying to like get in like now like the Braves fans are like oh my god this is so fun to watch like I feel like it's at least it's making like interesting content at the end of the day it's interesting but like the whole even the, their twit, the Diamondbacks official Twitter, like they counted us out. Like who's <laughs> listening now? Like I, yeah, like, I, get I mean, I'm listening before. now, but, but they keep doing it. Four? They keep doing yeah. it. No. Yeah, there was a TikTok after Game Four, and they tied the series. That was the first thing for me. I was like, okay, um, I get it. Everyone's been hating on you mm-hmm. because the Phillies have just been mashing. But 
why are you stooping to that level? It's just it's it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's too much. With I, yeah, I also feel like it's not that they're we hate the Diamondbacks. It's like we literally just don't think your team is they're annoying that great. Like and on the surface, can you can you blame us for not thinking the Diamondbacks were that good, winning eighty four games? Yeah, I, I think. There hasn't been a team that with this little wins going to the World Series since the Cardinals in 06 when they won 83. But I, I, I digress. This is it's, that was that was a gripe that I just needed to get off my chest. But okay. the, the Diamondbacks are in the World Series, and I guess congratulations to them. So we'll find. We'll, <laughs> I guess. I guess we'll finally move off of them and talk about the Texas Rangers, their opponent, who also got the job done in seven games, defeating the big bad Houston Astros, who seem to go to the World Series every year, but not in 2023. And if if you're going to talk about the series, really there's one guy that you have to discuss. Adolis Garcia. You want to talk about star-making moments? That's exactly what this entire series was for Garcia. So just what, I mean, what what a way to just bounce back from what seemed like a low point in Game 5 where he hits the clutch, clutch, homer, and then he gets hit by the pitch, causes the brawl, and then the Astros come back, win that game, and Martin Maldonado, who is another nothing contributor for another team, says that he said that Garcia, the worst thing he did was wake up the Houston Astros. Well, it looks like in game six and seven, all the Astros did was wake up Adolis Garcia, and now he's the ALCS MVP, and his team is going to the World Series on his back. So Adolis Garcia, guys... How about him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. five home runs, 15 RBIs in seven games. It really just doesn't get any better than that. That's a good week <laughs> in Major League Baseball, and he did it at the highest possible stage that we can be at right now. So uh, that's that's what you need in the postseason. You need – the Diamondbacks got it. Look at Cattell Marte. Both of the guys that showed up in the moments when their teams really needed them won MVP. And I'm not saying because Cattell Marte had the walk-off hit, he won MVP. It's because players like that, they win M- MVPs of these series because they consistently come through in moments like that. Mm-hmm. Cattell Marte and Adolis Garcia, neck and neck in terms of which guy is going to make the bigger impact for their team in this series today. Adolis Garcia had some of the most craziest home runs I think I've seen in a series because I, I, I just don't know how, how you do it. You just stay so composed. Some of those home runs, too opposite field i think it was game seven i don't think it was six it was, it was game seven. it was seven right that was that with the umpire cam that was that was a cool shot but he kind of just flicked his wrists at yeah. that ball he didn't really like go f- fully at it and that's just kind of the tear that he's on he's on this kind of heater I, I you know i don't really know what else to say about him other than he was the reason that their offense was able to take down evan carter and was supporting cast was really good too but yeah He's the catalyst, and that's got to continue if they want to take down the Diamondbacks. I completely agree. And and just hearing the path that Garcia has been on to get where he is right now yeah. also just makes it more a, a more of a likable scenario, like passed over by the Cardinals just like four years ago, and then the Rangers like passed like up on him like two years ago, like almost gets DFA'd get, like, when they DFA'd him. And now he's here, MVP, just killing the Astros like you get to be the hero of the team and I will say about the Astros I'm sick and tired of hearing all of the excuses on Twitter oh that every God. single fan because I'm so glad you brought this up because the fans I wrote down the two complaints they're the one uh, throwing at him 
then the suspension was the first thing where the entire team was quote unquote seething at the decision by Major League Baseball. That we'll put aside for a second. And then the second was the consistent complaints about the umpires and the calls in the games. They were citing that the umpires had 84 missed calls um, in the ALCS, 46 against the Astros. Maybe just play better baseball. Like you, at, at the end of the day, what were you doing to combat Garcia? Like, what were you doing? Like, you can say all you want about the calls not going your way, uh, arguing balls and strikes. Maybe just hit something at the end of the day. See, this is funny. I thought you were going to bring up the batter's eye thing. Did you Did you know about the yeah, batter's yeah. eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> people are saying on Twitter that, oh, well, they hit better in Texas because they have the, the batter. It was the batter's eye, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, come on. But it doesn't even matter at the end of the day because when you look at the Astros, they lost 22 of their last 29 home games. Yeah. yeah. They were not a good home they team. They were at not at all. all. And, and this goes into my other thing, like what I was going to say later about home field advantage. Their home field advantage to me, for once, doesn't really matter in this World Series because both teams have proved they can go on the road in the, like, arguably some of like the toughest stadiums to play in because of the Phillies fan base yep. and now being like at the Astro stadium, they are able to win regardless. So th- this whole series and this whole game, I'm just sick of the, like I'm sick of hearing the Astros and I don't even hate the Astros all that much. I don't like them, but this just, this is just getting annoying now at this point to hear all this stuff. And If I could interject, they they won low. a World Series with that batter eye. Yeah. They've, they've won a couple World Series with <laughs> a couple. that batter eye. And they also. Hey, man, but one or two more calls and that 11-4 loss in Game 7. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, going, right? it's going right the other I way. Mean, they, they, were, they were right there. I mean, if that Altuve home run in the ninth inning could mean so much more if they, a couple calls go the way and he doesn't make it a Chris Paul situation. I'm it. so happy you just chimed in, Lou, because I was about to turn around and say, yeah, they're a really bad home team. The Yankees <laughs> swept them at home. Yep. <laughs> That's yep crazy well but um what i was gonna say with the astros too how about christian javier pitching a little better this is a guy that was great for them pivotal almost like an x factor in terms of why they won the world series last year been so good Mm -hmm. and this year like game seven dude that's your moment Can't get out of the first inning gave up three runs instantly didn't even record an out until phil maton had to come in And and then hunter brown and it was just downhill from there you have to use four pitchers in the first two innings i think your season is over and it's so different from game three he was electric and john smoltz on the broadcast was just talking non-stop about how great his stuff was and then game seven he just falls apart but it's just a testament to how deep this texas rangers offense mm-hmm. is yeah really even, is even marcus Semyon, who hasn't had like a great postseason he's still a great hitter and then you look at Corey Seager, Evan Carter's still a great story. We know Adolis, but then you look at like seven through nine, like Nate Lowe is hitting seventh. They they have a really deep lineup and they're pitching too. If their starting pitching can kind of figure it out, <coughs> Max Scherzer, sorry. If Max Scherzer can get right and do better than he did in game three and game seven, then the Diamondbacks are going to have a tough time against the rotation. Yes. Yeah. Look at the way Evaldi and Montgomery are throwing in this October. Oof. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun to and watch them throw. I would I would be nice to see Scherzer get back on track, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm not banking on too much. He's, nah. like, really pushing himself to come back. And he, you could see it, too. He does not look like he's ready to go. He did not look like he was no, ready to go. No, I think he's coming back too early to just 
get back into but, playoff but baseball. But wouldn't you, yeah. though, in this situation, yeah. though, like, he's, what, 38, 39? Yeah. Uh, like, do it, man. Yeah, you got one more run, three. man. You got one more run. That you don't know how many more times you're going to be back at this stage. So Right. They're just going to have to let him because, well, he has, like, a different mentality, too, than I think a lot of other oh, pitchers 100%. where he, he's just, like, psychotic in his pitching and his like whole drive that you're just gonna like he I, I also don't think there's gonna be like a stellar like knockout thing that we're seeing from like other like ranger starters it's just kind of like you're, you're there like you do all of that I do want to point out one thing about the Astros though too well I really liked Altuve's hustle uh there are some players on that team who did absolutely nothing Michael Brantley in particular mm. who was just garbage throughout the entire time also um, old now though too he is old now but like your team is full of mainstays like you're known for some of these players you gotta like do something here and and he was like oh for three oh for five like not a great series two for 17 like just like come on like your team you can't rely like on one player in the same way the uh rangers are being driven by garcia because Gar- like at least Garcia has tons of more power to back it up and the hit lineup like we said is hitting the Astros lineup was just not hitting either they got outscored 20 to 6 in in like the series uh and sorry in game six and seven in your own home stadium do something better at this point the Rangers are just like their their uh pitching rotation to me is just almost leagues above everybody else's at this point like the Diamondbacks rotation like they're losing both Kelly and Gallon games. The Rangers, on the other hand, are not losing their starter games because they're so driven. So, I don't know. The Rangers are just very impressive to me in terms of all of this stuff that I just, to me, I'm glad to see the Astros go down this way because I just think it gives way to an, a great Texas team. Yeah, well, it's definitely it's shaking things up in the AL West. Mm-hmm. I think we can expect the Astros to be back at this kind of stage again next year. For right now, we will see well, how their offseason goes. We'll, well see yeah, they, they, they need bring a new in, manager. They need a new yeah. manager. That's going to that's mm-hmm. be a, a huge replacement. You go from Hinch to Baker – that's and now you have to find a replacement for Baker for Dusty Baker. That's that's going to be tough to do. Mm-hmm. I want to point out though, because I'm I'm going to cut a little slack on Michael Brantley. He okay. played 15 games this year, and um, you know, he played five postseason games. He was banged up all year. Jeremy Pena and <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Tucker, yeah, two guys that were instruments in their World Series last year. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Pena won the World Series MVP. Non-existent. Fell off I would. Cliff. I would be so much more livid at them than Michael Brantley, just because these two guys are supposed to be like who you have now. My, if this was 2019, I'd be like, yeah, Michael Brantley, you need to start picking it up, man, because he was like an MVP candidate for them, not you know top three, but yeah, he was really, really good in that that World Series loss against the Nationals. But Kyle Tucker and Jeremy Pena, I just need them to get going well, spe- especially get going, Kyle Tucker too like he's he's in the middle of your lineup yeah yeah he's there to protect Jordan Jordan's just doing all the damage and Tucker's just sitting there he did have some good defense though I'll give him that he played a good right field but he's known oh, for the that bat. that home he's, run robbery after the the Garcia grand slam he was, slamming he game was six, active back which was there, a, a great robbery but someone pointed this out that it was such was a good like, catch un- and no one uh, cared yeah it didn't, it didn't matter <laughs> it, it did not matter but you have to give credit to this pitching staff of the Texas Rangers, and this is kind of how the Rangers built their team this offseason, where they just got pitching, 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 and 
it's it's really like fun to imagine what this rotation would have been if they had Jacob Degrom, and he's been on time. He's had Tommy John since around June, so he hasn't been there. But even with that, I mean, Nathan Ovaldi has been terrific. And then mm-hmm. you look at their deadline acquisitions of Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery, yeah, who has been Go the me. hero. I mean, Will, you want to look back on that Harrison Bader trade? Yeah, where, we could talk about that for a second where, if you want to. Where he got dealt where by the Yankees, just not believing he was going to be getting starts in the postseason, and they were going to get Bader. And now you look at this year, Jordan Montgomery has the best regular season of his career and shoves in October, and Harrison Bader gets put on waivers. Yeah, bad look for the Yanks. I'll say right now, at the time, I will die on this hill. At the time, I thought it was a fine trade I did for too. both sides. I won't, I won't use revisionist history. Can we be real here for a second? Yeah. At that point in time in the world, was Jordan Montgomery starting a playoff game for the Yankees? Probably not. Realistically. Mm-hmm. Now... We're a year and a half removed from that. Definitely, right? With everything that went down with the Yankees, well, actually he wouldn't because they didn't even make the playoffs. So, but he would be in the rotation now. Obviously, that's the point. But, yeah, I would say overall that is a lost trade. Harrison Bader doesn't even play for the Yankees anymore. He didn't even finish the season with the Yankees. I would say it's definitely going to be looked upon as a bad trade. But at the time, you you can't go back and say it didn't make sense because at the time it made a lot of sense. But listen, you look at how Jordan Montgomery is – Arsenal has just developed where St. Louis and Texas, Mike Maddox said, throw your fastball more. You're not a mixed kind of guy. Like, just throw your fastball more. And you know what? It's working. He's cut or change up a lot with the Yankees. A lot. And now he's fastball getting ahead of hitters, and he's just been dominating in October. He's just been awesome to watch. And it's like, where was this guy in New York? And, and he's not this soft-throwing lefty, I think, that no. New York kind of painted him out to be. He's really not. He can get up to 95, 96, yep. you know, once in a while with the 96. But like you said, Mike Maddox said just to throw his fastball. He did it in St. Louis with Mike Maddox. And now he has Mike Maddox again in There Texas. you go. Wall working out. Crazy how that works out. So the World Series is set. Rangers, Diamondbacks. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because you talk someone I think Maddie you made the comment of home field advantage doesn't matter but I'm interested to see how much the desert actually yeah comes into play here because the Diamondbacks when they're playing at home they look good they look like mm-hmm. a real a really tough team to beat and especially a crowd like that Arizona crowd that has not seen a World Series since 2001 that could be a lot of fun and that stadium could get loud and both of these places they're closed closed stadiums. Yeah, both yeah, roofs. They are. Wow. So, I mean, you talk about the noise that's going to be a factor in yeah. both of these places. You're getting it at Globe Life, Globe Life and Chase Field. Both. And we, you, well, actually, I was about to say, and we saw that. We really didn't see that. But this is the, not the first time that the World Series is going to be held at Globe Life. I was going to say, wow, you could wow. kind of see that when they had <laughs> the, they had the uh, World Series in 2020 and the National League Championship Series. But then again, I, I got to retract that because there wasn't really that many yeah. fans there. But <laughs> the Diamondbacks, though, I could say this. In 2017, remember how loud it was when Archie yeah. Bradley hit a yeah. triple in the wild card game? And now they're in the World Series. So this is – I'm really excited for this World Series. I'm tired of the hate. Um, bring it on. This is going to be a fun, fun series. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I, I just think that being wrong for so long now <laughs> has given me a new perspective on – what it means to watch this World Series. And and so, at the end of the day... Do I- you even deserve to watch this World Series? <laughs> By counting out the Diamondbacks so many times? What, do you get to watch it either? Well, I've... <laughs> I've had, I don't I've think had, any of us get to watch it then. Listen, listen, listen. 
I didn't have a general thing around me that, oh, the Diamondbacks, they're my team. I counted them out from the start. I'm just saying. You have a general thing. I have you, a general you thing. Have a gen- I'm going to burn my hat. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. We might yeah. have- no, it's a nice hat, though. It's a nice hat. You're not wearing it today, though. Great color. I'm not wearing it today because I just I felt like it didn't feel right. Maybe if they win the World Series, I'll bring it right. back, but not not right now. So when looking it's at fair one. this matchup in particular, and we'll get into our predictions in a second. The thing I'm kind of interested in is both of these bullpens because both of them have kind of surprised us a little bit. You know, you talk about the Diamondbacks having a poor bullpen throughout the months of August and all that, but they've come to play in the NLCS. But the Rangers, too, they blew a lot of games towards the end Mm -hmm. of the season. And really for the entire postseason, I've just been waiting for the inevitable bullpen collapse for the Rangers. I mean, you look at if Aroldis Chapman, when is he going to have that one game where he just Hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened, but Jose Leclerc, you saw a little bit of it in Game 5. Yeah, he was starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah, kind of totally lost it Mm -hmm. and gave up the home run to Altuve. But this team, this this matchup between these two teams, I mean, no one saw this coming at the start of October. I mean, you could have talked me into Texas at the start of it with Mm -hmm. just the talent they have with the Diamondbacks. No way. So the matchup is Rangers-Diamondbacks. The World Series is starting Friday night at 8 o'clock at Globe Life Field in Texas. So... Let's give our predictions here. Let's put it all out on the table. Maddie, we'll go with you first. Who's winning the series? And if you feel like given how many games, please do so. I think it's going to be Rangers in seven, personally. I think this is a long, a long stretch, like I was saying earlier. And I think kind of my decision around this really just stems from some of the starting pitching. And because the hitting on both sides is so excellent that. I, I could see it in that direction going either way. I think the Rangers slightly edge just because of how Garcia has been. Um, but with starting pitching, I've just liked the decisions that we've kind of done with starting pitching so far. So like the Ilvaldi game where he goes out um, in like game two and he like gets into trouble. They don't pull him and he manages to, to like maintain his composure and like continue the game and, and like do that. And I think that resilience is what they need, especially going against a team like the Diamondbacks rather than just being pulled immediately, staying in there, doing all of that. Um, I, I think he has been excellent for them. And I, I just think the starting pitching in that respect is really good. I, I just think at the end of the day, like, the Rangers can do a little bit more damage on that Diamondbacks bullpen than I think the other way around. So I, I'm really going to go Rangers here, but I don't think this is going to be an easy series by any standards for either team. Uh, I think that the Rangers can will just do more overall damage on their pitching mm-hmm. overall, like yeah. their starters, not just the bullpen, just in general. Um, I'm, I agree with you, Maddie. I'm going to say one last game, though. I'm going to go Rangers in six. We have not said this name at all. This guy is a World Series phenom. Corey Seager is in the World Series again. Do we remember how good he played at Globe Life Park in 2020? He loves that stadium. In 2020. Adolis Garcia is great. Obviously, you want to see him keep going. He's on a tear. Right now, just the way that baseball is and the trends work, I'm not banking. You can't bank on him. The vibes are so high right now. What if he goes cold? You know, you need somebody in your lineup to be able to pick it up. It can't just be all Adolis. If it is, then this is going to be one of the, it's going to be like an, a Randy, a Rosarena kind of yeah. postseason run. But just in the event 
because this is just how superstitions are, especially in baseball. If he goes cold, you're going to need somebody to back him up. Corey Seager is a guy that I think everyone should have their eyes on. This guy is made for the moment. He has had a sneakily very good postseason. Very dominant against Tampa. We all saw it. And then through the division and LCS series, haven't really heard about him. But he's been there. He's been a staple in the lineup. I think Nathan Eovaldi... You getting at least two, possibly three starts from him is impactful. Obviously, we were able to see what he did with Boston in their run in 2018. And even in 2021, they didn't make the World Series. But another guy that's just built for the moment. Rangers have guys that are built for the moment. Not saying the Diamondbacks don't, but the Rangers have those guys that have been seasoned in that moment. So give me the Rangers in six. So I've picked against the Diamondbacks in the wild card against the Brewers, the NLDS against the Dodgers, and the NLCS against the Phillies. So I'd be foolish to pick against them again. Yeah, you got to leave the ballpark with yeah. a hard except, hit today, Brian. Except I'm going to. <laughs> oh! <laughs> re, 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 got him. Get ready for the Ben Oppenheimer tweet. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we got a week. I, I'm See to where we're at in I'm going to go. I'm going Rangers in six. I've really liked this Texas Rangers team, aside from their bullpen, but the bullpen hasn't been an issue in this postseason. They just have such a deep deep lineup, and I think their starting pitching is really going to be what puts them over the edge here. Because the Diamondbacks, they're a very contact-oriented team where, you know, you have Carroll, Marte, like, the contact, it, it it works, but, like, against power pitching, like, Ivaldi and then Scherzer, and then you have to face Chapman out of the bullpen, like, chances are you're not just going to, like, flick your wrist out and, like, get a bloop hit. Like, you need power and I don't really know who in this lineup is bringing the power other than Christian Walker and Moreno and maybe Tommy Pham so I think just with the way that this Rangers rotation can shut a team down I think they're going to win the series maybe Nathan Eovaldi gets World Series MVP I, I yeah. really could see that I, yeah if he if he starts three games yeah yeah and not just not just an offense we're like elite offenses yeah mm-hmm. we're talking Tampa Bay yeah, I don't even know who they play in the division series. I, I'm blanking wow. right now. You don't, I, don't, I don't even just, remember. Just say you don't care about the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> See? Oh. You went to one of those you games. Went to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, they shut them down, too. And um, see? It's a three-game sweep. Don't even remember. It was so long ago. Um, and, <laughs> and now the Houston Astros. Three teams with very, very good offenses. Probably all better than the Diamondbacks, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah, that that, that Oriole series, yeah, great. <laughs> that was something great else, times man. at Camden Yards. I'm sure a lot of fun, dude. a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, great time. so we all we all picked the Rangers. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, the Arizona Diamondbacks Twitter isn't watching this, and who knows? Maybe we'll fall victim to Oppenheimer again. I but hope not. <laughs> I've got Rangers in six too. Not that you care. And Ooh. oh, look at Lou. I mean, <laughs> chiming in. I, di- I didn't really ask, but well, it's okay. No, I, know, I, know, I know you didn't care. So but, um. now we got f- we got four Texas Rangers <laughs> World Series picks. So do the Diamondbacks defy the odds again and shock the world? We'll see. World Series starts Friday night. That was a jam-packed episode, and we're gonna have to end it here, unfortunately. But had a great time conversing about this great October baseball with you guys. Sports director at WFUV is Bobby Chafferdini. If you want to catch episodes of Nosebleeds On Demand, you can go to Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Lou Orlando, shout out to our producer. From Maddie Bamonte and Will Talent, I'm Brian Raybacks. Thank you so much for listening to Nosebleeds today. And Nosebleeds is a production of WFUV Sports. <laughs>